1: Welcome to The Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome to The Punters, mate, on Friday, the 26th of May, 2023. You are once again with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland as we take you through all things racing, particularly in Queensland, heading into the weekend where we've got two features at Eagle Farm the Group 1 Kingsford Smith Cup,
2: and the Group 1 Queensland Derby. Sammy, good afternoon to you. Chris-O, big day. It's been a big day today, and, uh, yeah, we're going into a big weekend. So looking forward to uh, Derby Day. Uh, Yeah, it's always a a great uh, race day. Any Derby
1: Day is a good day, isn't
2: it? It is. It is. It is been lucky enough to have a ride in a Queensland derby back in the day. I rode a horse for Rick Worthington called Boots and Spurs. Yeah. Uh, and didn't do much, but it was, uh, but had a good run. That's well, one
1: more ride than I've had in a Queensland was, derby.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, but it's, yeah, it's always a good day. And i tell you what, Chriso. Yes. I've had, I've had something on one at 200 to one. Well. In the derby. 200. The way
1: you've been going lately, you did label uh driver deal last week in the first race Timmy Clark took him straight took her straight to the front and that was it
2: uh, I tell you what that was a good watch and uh yeah it gave us a bit of uh, bit of a bank for the rest of the afternoon I can't say that I was uh, it was uh yeah, well, I was still finished in front, but I I, I did torch a bit throughout you're saying the day. You should have given up then. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I got a little bit
1: excited as as I can yeah. do. Are you going to give us that tip at two hundred? Are you going to wait till later in the tipping
2: segment? Well, amalgamation. I, mean, I know. I was on it. Yeah. I was on it at Ipswich the other day. It'll run. It will run the trip with its eyes closed. This, uh, but it's whether it's good enough, you know, and. And probably uh, that's what it's got up against it. But I'm confident that it will run the trip. And you know what? Stranger things have happened, Chris. So, they so I, I just thought this shouldn't be two hundred to one. Surely. Well, we will see, Sammy. And I agree. It was a good
1: run at Ipswich. Uh, a little bit harder, of course, uh, tomorrow. But exactly. That's why it's two hundred to one. <laughs> now, what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit Gambling Helpline. Help Online, everyone gets that wrong, including me, helponline.org.au. And Sammy, what have you been doing this week? Anything you'd like to report on the personal front?
2: Uh, on the personal front, well, Fitnickers has uh, gone to Perth for oh. the uh, for five days. and Well, it's actually going to be six days because she t- informs me that she's going to go to Melbourne and then stay a night in Melbourne. And then... Uh, and then come back up, and I tell you what, I'm two days in and dead set, got my tongue hanging out <laughs> under, under pre- the whip. under pressure, and <laughs> these Billy Lids of mine is, uh, I tell you what, have they have they just been putting me to to the sword a bit? Well, gee whiz,
1: you it's... did go to the, down to Melbourne to the Bull every for oh, a little well, while. Oh have so you been
2: talking to Cam Luke? I mean, <laughs> did he say <laughs> that? Did he? Cam Luke, he threw he threw <laughs> that one. You know, you did spend three weeks in Melbourne. I'm like, hang on a minute, but. I, I don't know why. I'm you know I'm normally better at this. I've you know done it on my own on occasions before. I don't know about it for 6 days, but uh it's yeah, I'm I'm under a bit of pressure. Well, two I, days in, you're not even halfway yet. Yeah, that's right. And and it, uh tell you what, these iPads, I want to throw I want to throw them in the bin. Uh, Will was putting his school shoes on this morning watching an iPad. I said, "Put the iPad down and put your <laughs> shoes on." Like <laughs> Dead set. Come on. Lift.
1: Lift. Oh, well, we'll see what sort of condition you're in this time next Friday. (laughs) Now, I've got a question for you, Sammy. I like to always ask you something on a Friday. Uh, The Stradbroke weights came out this week, of course, and we see Lost and Running, who won't be running, 58 kilos, and the bottom weight, so there's plenty of them down there on 49.5 that probably won't be running either. However, my question is the age-old question about weights and racehorses. We've got a half-ton animal running around. What is the difference between 58 kilos and 54 kilos from a jockey's perspective? How can it make a difference?
2: Can it make a difference? Well, it does. It definitely does make a difference. I- I've heard uh, people say before that weight doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, look, uh, you know, why, why is it so important that horses get into a Melbourne Cup with the right weight? You know, it's... Uh, uh, you know, I, I, you you hear old schoolers say that you know, big weights over a thousand meters is is um, is not a drama, which you know may be the case, and and I can I can sort of understand that, obviously a little because bit because you're going the one a, speed more. as opposed to two yeah. miles. Yeah. Uh But I, I I'm a firm believer that weight uh, weight matters, and you know what do they say? Weight stops strains. Yep. So it's uh, yeah, I I I think. Uh, you, you consistently see horses that get in races, get down in the weights and get into to races with the right weight or weights that they've won with before and um and they do it again, you know? And it's it's yeah, but then but then as they get up in class or as as they get in better races and they go up in the weights, um, they struggle a bit, you know? And and yeah, I, I, I think it definitely uh, it definitely uh, matters for sure. So, if
1: you're riding a horse and you're asking the horse to go, and he's got 52 kilos one week, and yep. he's got 57 kilos the next week, yep. you can tell if he's he finds it harder to to pick well, up and dash with that bigger weight. Well,
2: you're mindful of the uh, you're mindful of the fact that you know. Uh, look, I've got no weight on my back, and yep. I can make a race of this, and that's where the claim comes into uh, play when you get on. When you get horses apprentices that get on things uh, in two thousand meter races and they're down in the weights with fifty one or or fifty two on their back and you know the top weight's got sixty two and you know they're tra- and you, and you're travelling well at six hundred and you go and you're in front and you go right oh, I'm going to make a race of this because I know this thing's behind me with the top weight and and I'm going to you know I'm going to make him carry it and then next thing you put four on him and then you just keep ra- running with it, and, and, you know, it happens. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I think uh, weight has to be taken into account. I take it into account anyway. Yep. I well, do.
1: It's one of, the, uh, one of the factors that goes into the mix when you're doing the form. I just wanted to get a, a jockey's or an ex-jockey's viewpoint on, on what sort of a, a difference a big weight made versus a smaller weight. So that's good. Good info. Now, news of the week. Unfortunate news with the passing semi of uh, trainer Gary Newham, who, of course, had StarCraft. Uh, he trained Starcraft, and Paul Macon was the owner of Starcraft, a big-time professional punter in his day. I think Paul Macon was uh, Gary Newham. knew I did meet him once. Um, I was doing some interviews after some awards, and I think it was after Winning Ways had won the Oaks with uh, Maddie McGilvray on board, and he won uh, an award. And you wouldn't meet a nicer guy. He was no, such he's a, gentleman. a great fella, yeah. great
2: fella, and uh, obviously uh, well-known up here in Queensland and. Uh, he yeah could turn his hand to anything. Uh, I remember meeting him one day uh, there, out the car park. He d- turned up in the he was driving the floats from the Gold Coast, uh, and uh, just a good horseman and and did a great job with Starcraft and obviously winning ways and uh, yeah get it get the right horse with him and uh, yeah he was fantastic. So uh, very sad news.
1: Yeah, and Starcraft of course won plenty of uh, big time races, but probably none better than this one, Sammy.
0: Starcraft with a rail, that was finding plenty. He's about a neck in front. Dubawi trying hard to wear him down. Starcraft sticking to his guns. The Aussie's too good. Starcraft wins the QE2. That
1: was, of course, the QE2 in 2005 at Royal Ascot.
2: Yeah, and Jim McGrath, the caller, is a fantastic caller. Yep. Uh Jim is so good, and yeah, he's obviously uh been in in uh, England for a long time. And but he, yeah, he was he's just a great race caller. Uh, Jim McGrath, so it was good to good to hear him calling that race, and of course his sons are uh, training uh, down in, Mel- in uh, Melbourne now uh, and doing a good job with his horses. Dejumbuck Jumbuck is one of his horses.
1: That's one of yours. You tipped the other week. I did. Dude. Yeah. Uh, the Magic Millions broodmare sales were held during the week. Some big numbers there. Sammy Forbidden Love, four point one million. Sunshine in Paris, three point nine. Snap Dancer, three point two uh and isotope went for 2.3 million some of those names we know very well uh i'd suggest sunshine in paris will certainly be racing on she's a group 1 winner who's only a 3 year old uh i don't know about the others i don't think isotope will be but uh your Long investments they haven't uh they haven't got a bad sized checkbook. Sammy.
2: <laughs> they've got a bit to play with oh, bit to play geez. with and and haven't they uh, purchased some really nice horses and yeah it's uh, it's uh Tell you what, there's there's still plenty of cash around, isn't there? When you yep. see these, uh, what uh, huge money these mayors have sold for, uh, it's great. So, uh, yeah, JD was, uh, we had JD, obviously, uh, we chat to him in the morning uh, on the Darling Download, but it yep. was just a good rundown about, um, you know, how successful the week has been for, for uh, Aquis and, and Magic Millions.
1: righty, right, let's have a little bit of a recap of last week's features.
2: And
0: Wettor down the outside, zaki has got plenty of company, New Merriam, Wettor the outside, zaki has gone, Kovaleke to the inside, New Merriam, Wettor, Wettor the outside, New Merriam, Wettor's in fast back to back for Wettor, Wettor won the Durban Cup from New Merriam. Scalopini now laying down the law on the outside and going better. Back in only has got plenty of room. Surf Dancer coming through and Dragon's Leap down the outside. Scallopini in front trying to hang on. Dragon's Leap on the outside. Surf Dancer the rail. All of a sudden, hit headed off. Surf Dancer and Dragon's Leap. They hit it. Photo. Oh no. Surf Dancer or Dragon's Leap from Scallopini. Around the turn into the straight, Secura Girl heads for home in front. Where are the dangers? Because she's got a break of two legs. Madamo dead premise run on, Renaissance Woman starts to thunder down the outside. Where's Firebird? Getting through the centre now. a Girl tackled by the big guns. Firebird and Renaissance Woman. Look at Firebird. Look at Firebird. On target for the Oaks. Brilliant dress rehearsal performance. Windsor Roses meets Renaissance Woman and
1: Secure Girl. Thought I was home and hosed with uh, Renaissance Woman there until Fireburn appeared along the inside, and she was very
2: good to the line. Gee, it was a good ride on oh, Fireburn, yeah. wasn't it? It was a great ride. And, Jason and Collett. The, the ride won the race, uh, that's for sure. And Gee, she's uh, so versatile, isn't she, that horse? Yeah. Really good.
1: She'll be Oak's favourite, and so she should be. Renaissance Woman, I thought, had her chance in the end. There'll be uh, there'll be hard press beating Fireburn next Saturday, that's for sure. Zaki went down, Sammy in the... Uh, in the Dooman Cunt, what did you make of that? I just thought too
2: much pressure. just went a bit quick. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, um, I heard somebody saying that, uh, questioning whether that was a valid excuse. You know what, these horses get a bit older, Chris, you know. They they don't have the zing that they used to have. And um, it's, uh, you know, they're not as sharp as they used to be. And, and that early pressure, yep. especially for horses that, as I say, the horses that get older, I mean, you you can get horses that that are older, um, you know they'd have speed as a younger horse and put themselves there and travel up sweetly. But as they get older, they lose a bit of their zip. And then when they get put under pressure and and served up to them like that, they're they're actually not happy with it. You know yeah. they want to be ridden a bit softer uh, as as they've got deeper into their racing career. So yeah, I, I just um, for mine he. I was uh, yeah I was comfortable in saying that he was he was just under a bit too much pressure early he was going too quick and Wait. he did he didn't look like he was in a good rhythm to me
1: no he just looked like he was just going too hard didn't he yeah Huetor, uh, won the race for the second consecutive year only horse that'll probably ever do it at two different tracks win a Doomben Cup and Eagle Farm and at Doomben ridden a treat by Ryan Maloney now I saw Ryan Maloney get interviewed after race. so you're close with Ryan Maloney right <laughs> if he hasn't got new teeth. I'll go he. Oh, wow. I reckon he's had the veneers done. He, his good teeth were him. gleaming in the sun. And it looked fantastic, too, good by on, the way. Good
2: on him. Yeah? Well, that's. Uh, you can
1: find that out for me if that's uh, a bit I of will. homework for you, Sammy. He well, I know Josh Jenkins. Tremendous.
2: Josh Jenkins was all over Hoita uh, or whatever. How do, how do we pronounce Huy-tor. it? Hueto. 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 Yeah, so uh, he, was, he had a big result on that. So uh, well done, JJ.
1: Today's guests will talk to Tony Golan very shortly. We'll also chat to Trent Edmonds uh, later in the show. Of course, we'll have Gibbo on with his tips. Uh, racing in Queensland in the next seven days or so. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We have meetings. There's one on this afternoon, Sammy, at the Sunshine Coast, a bit of a twilighter. Still a few races left there. Tomorrow, of course, Eagle Farm with the Derby, the Kingsford Smith Cup, the Size Produce, the Fred Best, the Premier's Cup and the Lord Mayor's Cup. Plenty of feature racing there. Ipswich meeting as well. Tomorrow we race at Mackay in the north, Toowoomba in the twilight zone and the Sunshine Coast back on deck for another seven races on Sunday
2: afternoon. Oh, it's a big week of racing, uh... Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, it's a good time of the year in Queensland, isn't it? And especially when you get up and uh, I ring my mother and she says it's 7 degrees this morning. And I said, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, uh, it's 15 as I'm driving the kids to school and I'm going to say it gets to 23 today. So looking forward to it. <laughs> You're rubbing it in, Sammy. That's all you're doing. You're <laughs> rubbing it in. <laughs>
1: Victorum, Signor Fox, Blaze Jowski, Panino, and Vega One whip them in in the straight.
0: 300 left to run. Joker leads away from Sava to Excel. On the outside, Savatiano. Trekking is starting to loom strongly. Dave Giselle getting up near the inside. Nicky was too far back. Joker in front, tricking. Give it Through on the inside. Signor Fox coming home strongly at Here's a good finish coming up. Joker still in front. Signor Fox coming.
1: The junker, Fox. Of course, that was Vega 1, winning the, uh, the Kingsford Smith Cup back in 2021. And it was so exciting, that finish, Sammy, that we couldn't even hear David Fowler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, there was uh, plenty of uh, well crowd in the background. The horse it? came from
1: absolutely nowhere. and One man who was very happy uh, that day was Tony Gollan, who joins us this afternoon. Tony, good afternoon.
3: Yeah, good afternoon, guys.
1: That would bring back some good memories.
3: Yeah, it certainly does. I didn't know where to look. I was... I really thought um, going to that race with Jonka was probably my best chance, actually. and I, I was just really sweating on him, just fighting them all off. I know how much of a fighter he is. Just late, then all of a sudden, his yellow flash come through, and I turned and thank God it was one of mine. Vega 1, he's come from nowhere.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, the best rides uh, in a long time from Jamie Carr that day. And hopefully Jamie's back riding again uh, at some stage in the not-too-distant future. Now, you've got a big day, of course, at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow. Where are we at with Antino at the moment? Is he going around in race number run number two? Sorry.
3: Yeah, it looks very well. Um, I'll talk to connections later on this afternoon. But at this point in time, we'll we'll be heading round. Um, I don't love the, the big weight and the wide gate, but he's a quality horse. He's a month between runs now, just due to circumstances that are out of my
2: control, and
3: I'm awfully happy with him. And sometimes you just can't have these horses all dressed up and, and nowhere to go. So at this point in time, he'll head round.
2: Uh, Tony, I just wanted to ask about, I had a lick at Bazique uh, last week and I just wondered, I thought it ran well. I thought it was really good. Your opinion of Bazique?
3: Yeah, she was really good. I mean, she was first up off a really long break when she ran first up at Doom and she did all that work on that really speed race. And she looked a little bit disappointing on face value, but the improvement was there to be seen last week. The three horses that beat her home, look, they're obviously all quality gallopers. Uh, the two southern siders that come from well back on that good speed and, and obviously Golden Golden Boom, we know how good he is. So I thought her run was good and, you know, third up, you think there's more improvement in it. She's actually bounced out of that second up run much better than the first up one, so very happy with her.
1: Where does she go next?
3: Oh, she probably has to go just the same race as all the others. It's just a, there's a bit of a... I don't want to say any disrespect to this carnival because it's a great carnival and you can see by the depth in all these races. But these sprinting three-year-olds, you know, up to 1,200 metres, the options are not there. They, they all have to just go against each other every couple of weeks sort of thing. And she probably has to go to the Queensland Day Stakes now um, on Oaks Day, yep. over 1,200 against the others.
1: Yeah, somebody asked me the other week, uh, it was on Sunday, after Golden Boom had run, well, okay, well, where does Golden Boom go? Where does Spacewalk go? Where? And I said, I don't really know. I don't think there's anything else. And you're right, the one that I looked at the calendar and the Queensland Day Stakes looks to be about the only one.
3: Yeah, if you want to go back to the 1,000, you sort of got to go to the... Um, to the lightning against the older horses. Yep. So it's it's a tricky for those sprinters. It's the same for the sprinting two-year-olds. If you think of them, you know, you go back to the champagne the other day. Unless they're willing to go on to the size, etc., they got to go to an ox at thirteen hundred. So there's a little, there's a little flaw there that we can improve in our carnival. And that's the that's twelve hundred meter. The real sprinters, the genuine sprinting two and three-year-olds. They're just a little bit lacking for them as the carnival gets into its, you know, into the main stages.
1: And Golden Boom uh, will he go to the Queensland Day as well?
3: Yeah, for the same reasons, as I yeah. mentioned, with the Zikios, the Stakes, and I've got no problem with him now third up 1,200 at Eagle Farm. We've seen him be there before and have a torrid run and just get beat. So I think now third up and a fortnight in between runs, you'll see Golden Boom at his absolute best. And I think that race, we talk about it, if we look at it and we think what's going to be in it in a couple of weeks, I think the dynamic of that race does change. I don't think the two horses that showed speed with Golden Boom, I doubt they'd go to 1,200 at Eagle Farm. So... Mm. I think you'll see a different dynamic of a three-year-old race on the Queensland Day stage.
1: What are your plans with him down the track? Are you looking at uh, Sydney in the, uh, and Melbourne in the spring, early part of the spring? I'm just going to get through this carnival with him first, and probably the next run probably tells a few tales. but I think he's just not the complete
3: package yet as you saw the other day. He just wanted to overdo things a little bit when they got outside of him, and the more he learns how to be a race horse and use himself and control himself. I think then I can start making decisions on what I do. His rating's not as such I've got to really worry about spring at this point. Be mindful of the fact that if I go away in the spring, I'm, I'm a four-year-old. So yep. I'm in the big boy sand pit, aren't I, with open-age horses. So you might just see me leave him for the summer and just cut his teeth one more time here in Queensland because his rating's are such that I can. Or I may travel him away very early in the spring and have time to back off him for the summer here.
1: Just a couple of uh, other horses. Just wanted to get your opinion on out of last week. King Capper. Where do you think he's at at the moment? Well, oh, I think
3: he's, he's very unlucky to be beaten. Really, the barrier just beat him. I think you, you saw the real, you know, half getting towards the real deal. Um, I think he's a nice horse. I, I, on what I saw the other day, I think the Hinkler is his go. The twelve hundred metres. We saw that in his last preparation. We got him at the twelve hundred. They were by far his two best wins. So. He'll wait the straight break day now and go to the Hinkler. I'm really pleased with him. I love the way he's come through Saturday's race, and he's well back on track now. He's probably a horse. You may see him push through to something like the Grafton Ramonia after that or the Healy, and then I really think you'll see him in the summer in Queensland as one of those summer sprint stars.
1: And Princess Raheens, now, she was firmly in my Black Book (laughs) 2 back, 1600. I thought, well, she wants further. You you kept her at 1600 metres uh, last week, but, gee, she ran on again. I can't wait till she gets over a bit further.
3: Yeah, you won't see that again next start either. Unfortunately, there's a Mayor's mile race wow. at Eagle Farm for half a million in a couple of weeks. I just I've got to have her in these sorts of races against the mayors. It's too good a carrot not to. And then you'll see her go out to the twenty one fifty on um on Tats Day against the Mayors again, which I think is her absolute grand final for the prep. So I'm mindful she's still mid prep really off of Melbourne preparation. Um, I think thinking about her from last week, I know we get to that doom and part of the carnival there in Brisbane and, We start jotting down horses we think are Eagle Farm horses. I think she's one of those. I think she goes in the book. If I can keep her fresh enough like I did last week, just have that same race against the road over a mile, I'd be hard-pressed thinking I'm not going to be in the finish.
1: All righty. You open up the day in the first race with uh, Kinetic, who's going really well this prep, but does have to step it up from a midweek win last time out.
3: Yeah, and she has. She's improved. She's definitely going better. I'm really pleased with her. She's on on a real crest of a wave. You can see that in her appearance and the way she's working. I love the, the big drop down in weight, and I love the fact she'll just fly in the back of a moderate speed here. And, and she loves the mile, handles the mile well now. Since the blinkers have gone on, she's a different horse. So she's a mare in form with a lightweight and good jockey. So ticks a few boxes to me. Uh,
2: we have in race two, Paladas and Antino. Uh, obviously, Antino, if it was to get a run in the Kingsford Smith Cup, it goes that way.
3: Yeah, it would, but he, he's not going to get a run there, so I would just concentrate on the with him. Yeah, you don't. Have to, a lot of things go wrong for a few people between now and then to get my chance, but he's very fit, very healthy horse. He's in great order. Um, I wouldn't normally run him in a weight-for-age race at group one level only, but he's, he's going so well, and I go through the previous winners of this race. I thought it was worthwhile to, to have a go. I know he's sort of up to that level, having haven't won it a couple of years back, I don't know. I don't love the barrier here. The map's a bit messy, but he's a unique horse. You can do a bit on him, you can relax on him. He just tends to be able to absorb a couple of runs in, in the race. So I'll leave it all up to Jimmy Orman as to what happens in that first you know, half furlong. Furlong, we've got a good run down the back here at the 1400 just as to where we end up. So I'd love to tell you where I'm going to be in running, but I can't. Um, but I do know he's going very, very well.
1: And Paladass was the other?
3: Yeah, he's going terrific. Palladas. If I'd ever had Antino on the race, I'd be happy to have him, to be honest. I thought second up he was was down in the worst part of the track. He just showed a bit of a flat run on the two-week turnaround. So I've given him a month now. His work's really good. Just done some general maintenance with the horse, and I'm just really, really pleased with him. So I think you'll see Palladas a big improver. Um, I think he's just unlucky to run into the other horse once again.
1: Now, you've got four going around in the Helen Coghlan, so we'll take these in turn, Sammy. I'll start off with uh, number four, Sneaky Five, Jimmy Orman Rides.
3: Yeah, I think she's been excellent both runs back, to be honest. Very good form Race first up. She was right back at the 1,000 off a wide draw. The other day, she was good. I had to cop my medicine from a wide draw again and go right back, and she ran on terrific was to get to this race. She's drawn low. I don't think she'll be any further back than fourth or fifth here. She'll be right on the back of the speed, and she'll present like the winner at some stage in the straight.
2: Another one in the Rosemount Colours, number six, Salatine. Blake Shin on board. Yeah, unfortunately, she's going to be
3: a bit like Sneaky 5's Bean. I'm probably going to cop my medicine from the draw to go back in the second half. And I need pressure on. There does look to be pressure in this race. I want a, I want consistent pressure. And, and Blake will pull out, have to pull out one of his 11 out of 10s, you know, and just weave his way through a field. And she'll be very, very strong to the line. I just hope she's not, you know, the horse with the flashing light on her, but not winning.
1: Comrade Rosa, wide gate again. But, look, she was good first up. Uh, she ran on quite well. Very, she was so good for you last prep too, sorry.
3: Yeah, she was very good, Chris. First up, 1100. I was very unsuitable, I thought, distance wise. This suits better. She gets into a better rhythm at 1200. She'll be better again, 1, 13, 1400. Uh, she's second half of the field with Salatine and just fighting her way through. And she'll be very, very strong late. Big, big help back to Eagle Farm for her, and she's improved significantly in two weeks.
2: What do we think of the the jockey Ryan Pug Maloney? What do we think of his new choppers, <laughs> his new nashes? He's he's got the elephant tusk. They look teeth. great. Yeah, oh, I
1: love them.
2: I've I've oh, heard they cost criminal a f- is it? I've heard they cost a fortune.
3: Oh yeah, he's complaining a lot about that. But that's right He looks a bit Jim Carrey like, I reckon. <laughs> All righty then. I don't know what they're making him but he's, no, he's, whatever whatever it is, he's he's obviously it must have cost a bit of money because he's riding awfully well to pay him off. Anyway, so <laughs> well, a group one winner done every you know every
1: quarter. <laughs> a group one winner last week wouldn't have done any harm. That's for sure. <laughs>
3: Oh, exactly. I think he needs some sort, of, you know, some sort of improvement to himself once a quarter and he'll be right up on song all year.
1: <laughs> now, you've got another in that last, self-indulgent, from gate one. A uh, bit stiff last week, uh, caught wide. Won't be caught wide tomorrow. No, nah, she'll get the
3: right run tomorrow. She's a good, tough, genuine, on-pace horse. I've never been to Eagle farm, which is interesting you know, for a city stable. She's ran on the sand profile track swomber to at a Metro meeting and absolutely bolted in um be positive she'll be up on speed very good at 1200 i guess if she beat T the other day she's probably eight dollars in this race instead of you know, 12 or 13 so oh, she's a genuine chance this is a very good mare's race I, I think if you find the yeah. winner of the of the last you're gonna get value whatever you like and i will say about that mare is that she's pretty well well weighted she's got the well. she's well drawn she's got a good jockey on and she's very fit and healthy so she t- she ticks a few boxes I, I don't know how you separate a few of these but for mine for me just out of my runners i I just think Stanky Fire's been dying for this good draw, and I, I think she maps awfully well because she can take advantage of it.
1: Now, before we let you go, Tony, uh, Mushiali won midweek. I can't catch this horse, and got, ran, ran over the top of Inrasek, who I thought was the winner.
3: Yeah, Ben Thompson gave InneSek a beautiful ride. He yeah. found the 1-1 like we expected, and he swooped up on them, and you Mushiali see Musiali, he, was, he was back in behind him. He was absolutely bolting on him, Jimmy Orman, in the run. And it was just a matter of getting through, and, and when he did, he finished off well. He, we've only been talking about him the last few weeks just at work there when we trot him up and go over and post gallop and maturity is a wonderful thing for horses and he's now a beautiful mature animal and he's in for a really good prep post carnival so once we get this carnival out of the road he's a he's a sad day horse every two or three weeks
1: on a dry track
3: oh absolutely i made the mistake of running on a heavy track first up last time because he yeah. one on soft ground in the prep before but i absolutely stuffed it up i mean it was a period we had all that rain and I just obviously never had him fit enough for that heavy ground, and and, um, I really buggered his preparation. I got him back late, but he was never the horse last prep, as what he could have been, and you'll see a very different horse this time around.
1: Tony, thanks for your time this afternoon. We know you're a very, very busy man this time of the year. We really (laughs) appreciate it. That That omelet
2: will be cold, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking (laughs) that.
2: That's all right, boys. That's all right.
1: No, we really appreciate (laughs) it. Best of luck tomorrow and in the next few weeks before we speak to you again.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
1: You too. Thanks, Tony. Tony Gollan joining us there. As he regularly does, Sam. Aquas, Sammy, is your source for two year old speed, standing seven well credentialed stallions. For more information, visit aquasfarm.com.
2: This is The Punters, mate, on SEN.
0: Ting-Tong is down the outside, but Pinarello has taken over in the derby. Making ground coming through is Paternal and Southern Stock on the outside. Dark Destroyers running home as well. And also Ting-Tong on the outside, Pinarello and also Paternal. Pinarello, Paternal, Southern Stock and Kabosha's is running home late. The inside here, Pinarello, Paternal, Pinarello, Paternal. They hit the line in the derby and Pinarello. Pinarello's won the derby from Paternal It's a photo,
1: third, Cabosh or Dark Destroyer Southern Stock and Ting Tong Pinarello winning the derby last year, Sammy uh, The New Zealander uh, This year, one man who's got plenty of interest in the derby He's sending around the vowels Is Trent Edmonds Trent, good afternoon to you Good afternoon, how are we? Uh, very well, and yourself? Yeah, really well, thank you, really well Excited about the big, uh, big race and big day tomorrow?
4: Yeah, we sure are. Which uh, we drew a little kind of I think that's a common theme when I speak to you guys. I talk about <laughs> that all the time but
1: anyway, anyway, that that is what it is. Yeah, you've done well. I mean, Alpine Edge has driven uh, has drawn uh 17 before scratchings in the uh, in the Kingsford Smith there. So Yeah, and 14 for the vows in the Queensland Derby. Now, tell us about this horse, the vows. He's been a revelation. He just keeps on flying under the radar, raising the bar. You can use all those terms, but he's been terrific.
4: Yeah, he sure has, Chris. Um, I don't think we paid much money for him uh, at the time as a baby and uh, put some lovely people into him. And um, it was about this time last year, I think he made his debut. We took him to a 1,000-meter race at the on the poly track at the Sunny Coast. The pug rode him, got really far back out of his ground and and rocketed home. Um, And we took advantage of him, obviously, being cutest. We took him to Rockhampton. Um, And that was sort of, I suppose, you wouldn't say an indication of what we thought of him, that the cutest bonus for up there was a really good, um, you know, bit of prize money. So we thought, okay, he's a little bit untapped and he's not quite showing... um, a great deal so we'll take him up there and try and sort of maximize turnover and and, and even um, sort of leading into last preparation when he kicked off just pre-christmas one of his owners sort of said to me at the gold coast and his first attempt running do you, you know do you think he's you know capable of um, sort of making the grade i said look if um, we can sneak a Saturday win out of him <laughs> then uh, we've done a good job. Wow. And um, he made me look a fool, or made us both look a fool. But uh, anyway, that's that's the way it goes. And he's
1: been a fantastic horse for us as of yet. And hopefully we um, can get a little bit more out of him. Now, what did you make of his last start, third, his last start uh, second in the rough habit behind Special Sway? Uh, made some good ground in the straight. Did that last 50 metres or so, he probably wasn't pulling any ground. What were your, your thoughts there? Well, look, we've we've aimed him for the Derby basically
4: since Queensland Guinea's day, so we've been not giving him a hammering in between. I thought Tyler Schiller on the winner probably, you know, just outrode them all, got mm-hmm. away with some pretty easy fractions once he got once he'd done that little bit of work to get to the front and um, followed the fence around and then kicked away. Our bloke just. It looked like he probably presented a win. He wobbled about uh, around the corner, whether he got on the wrong leg, and it took him a while to get get organised. And, you know, that was with improvement to come, obviously heading towards the derby. So uh, while he didn't win, I thought he was resolute enough to the line and and had done enough. It was just one that sort of got away, I think. If they had gone along a little bit quicker, that mid-race move from the eventual winner doesn't happen, our horse doesn't get shuffled back like he did and then have to come out and around him. I think Bulakov didn't really take him into the race anywhere. And um, that was the winning and the losing of the race, basically. But, um, you know, no point worrying about it now. It's done and uh, we move on.
1: Now, he's by a sire, better known to sprinters, being better than ready. Uh, The stats here, looking at the stats, uh, better better than ready, there hasn't sired any winners beyond 2,200 metres that I can see. Uh, your feelings there, records or stats and records to... are made to be broken?
4: That's correct. I didn't want you to bring that up. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, that's,
4: um, oh, look, old saying, there are only three ones. Yep. Um, so we, we've we got to have a go, you know what I mean? Um, Definitely. As, as you said, records are made to be broken, and it'll be a darn good race to, to uh break the mile and a half duck for better than ready that's for sure and look uh, if you actually have a look into his pedigree right down the page there there is a little bit of blood there to say that um, a few family members that have won in Europe sort of over 22 and 2400 metres so yes while he's by better than ready out of the freeze mare you would think sprinting is the caper yep. um, he has some sort of stoutness
2: in his pedigree and uh, we're just banking on that that uh, to hopefully shine through. Trent, Jimmy Orman uh, obviously knows this horse really well. What, is, what does Jimmy say about him? Well,
4: after the rough habit, obviously he had to sit on the favourite in the Dermot Cup last week. After the rough habit, uh, he rung me and said, look, this horse is flying. Uh, if we have a bit of luck in a couple of weeks' time, he, he's going to be very hard to beat, so... Uh, you know, we're obviously very hopeful that he's right. Um, he's glad that he's a, a better race horse than he's a track worker because he's certainly not flash at track work whatsoever. He really just mopes about and does what he has to do. Um, as you would probably see, we took him up the Eagle Farm earlier in the week. His workmate was a horse that had won a two thousand meter race on the poly here at home, <laughs> and you know he just mopes about alongside it. So. Uh that's that's what he's like at home and um race day he just turns it on. So Jimmy's pretty confident that he's gonna run a run a bowl race. We've just got to get those uh tactics right from barrier twelve now and um I think with respect to everything else in the field there's a there's a lot of um probably only half a dozen chances at most and the rest are just gonna get in your way. So we need to be mindful of all of that and um probably in front of a few of those coming to the half mile, 600, and going forward when we need to be rather than getting right out the back, being sort of 12, 15 off the leaders and trying to make up that ground. It's probably going to be an impossible task. But um, anyway, we've still got a little while to go between now and the race, and we'll uh, have to sit down and work that out.
1: Now, you've got Alpine Edge going around in the Kingsford Smith Cup. Uh, I know that you've had a big opinion all the way through with this, horse. I mean, a few of us have jumped off, but you've never jumped off. You've always been very confident in the horse's ability, and you must have been wrapped when he won the Archer.
4: Yeah, he was super. Um, at weight for age as well. Saturday's another step up. For him to, he, he's in career best form. Um, we've got him humming at home. I've never seen him go as good, to be fair. So that's all well and good, but he needs to be, and he needs to step up again on race day. Whether he can beat them from that wide barrier. At weight for age remains to be seen, but he can't win it at home in his box. The uh, race as well and drops sort of six kilos, I think, uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So hopefully um, we have a little bit of luck with him from the gate. Ryan's riding in good form, and I'm sure he'll um, produce a, a good steer on him. And, but we're going to get a good guide on where he's at because I think it's a pretty, pretty strong field.
1: It is a strong field. Uh, yeah, he, Look, he's just a horse that... I mean, he had some raps on him early on. Uh, he had a lot of bad luck or some bad luck there in Melbourne, but he seems, as you say, to be back in career best form now, doesn't he? Yeah, he
4: certainly is. And that Melbourne trip was a, a bit of a forget. We we pushed him out to the mile of the Caulfield Guineas with blinkers on and that just fried him. He went too hard and done too much. On the way back from that, um, suffered travel sickness. So, you know, there's a theory to to subscribe to that his late three year old campaign was maybe hindered by that and he had a, another good spell post that three year old winter campaign where he didn't actually win a race. Um and he's you know his King of the Mountain Run was fantastic. He obviously won on Magic Moons Day, he won the archer. So this preparation's been pretty darn good and, and trouble free and he's sort of back to the same horse that he was um as a young horse, if not better. So Um, It just, I suppose, goes to show what a good spell can sometimes do for them. Hit the reset button and uh, go again, and he's have been the beneficiary.
1: Now, uh, things are happening down there at the Gold Coast. I saw some vision uh, this week of the turf being laid on the main track. Is it starting to take shape?
4: Yeah, it looks sensational. Can't wait. Um, I think they've they've, they've been at it for two days now. Uh, Basically, they've got the whole home straight done. Um, yeah up to the corner and um, I believe they're about 190 to 200 meters per day is what they lay. so um, speaking to some of the guys from BMD they're at the the trials waiting for the trials to finish on Tuesday they're about two weeks behind because of that huge amount of rain that we had sort of a couple of weeks ago Um, and you know they're gonna play catch up pretty quickly Uh, so you know, it's uh, it's uh, all coming together beautifully, and we can't wait for the turf to be back there and racing on the turf. That's for sure. It looks it looks amazing. So hopefully, um, once it knits and and consolidates, uh, we get some rails back up in a couple of months'
1: time and get going. It's amazing the difference turf can make, Sammy. And you know this because you're a grass nut too. But you know the the difference you can make when you've got a bare area and you suddenly put turf down. It just goes from zero to ten. Uh, in no time, and I can imagine all the nice green, lush turf would look look outstanding there. How you been finding the um, the poly surface, Trent? You had a couple of winners there recently.
4: Yeah, I suppose like like anyone, it took. Like, we actually sat out for it for a little while and just watched um, the first sort of couple of race meetings just to have a look at it and figured out track pattern and sort of what was going on. Uh, I think we've trained a winner there most weeks for nearly the last. Two months or so um, so I can't complain about it to be fair uh, you know sometimes an on speed bias but um, you just got to know your horse and if you don't have that necessary speed then you take them elsewhere but uh, it's been fair enough of late we've actually had a couple Now that I've said that we've had a couple come from off the speed and get the job done yeah uh, as well yeah. I in mean, down the middle the stern magic last week uh, he was good as a training track it's fantastic um and it's just it's filling the void for now um with all the renovations. So, you know, there was a bit of conjecture early doors, but it seemed to have sort of fared up a bit now that the cooler weather has arrived and um it's just the track's consolidated. So it's getting uh better all the time. Kickback still uh, you know, a bit hairy, but it's a lot better than what it was when it first kicked off. So it's uh getting better. We're all learning about it and um the guys are doing a good job.
1: Alrighty, righty. Thanks, Trent. Best of luck tomorrow with uh, the Vows and Alpine Edge. I hope you come home with uh, two winners. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
4: Thanks, let's appreciate
1: it. I appreciate your time. Trent Edmonds joining us there. Sammy, and he's got a couple of uh, definite chances. In those uh, feature races, so we're not bad when you're taking two horses to the races and they're both in Group Ones.
2: Yeah, it's pretty that's, good, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, it's a good way to good way to have it, isn't it? And this is uh, yeah, it's a it's a good time of the year here in Queensland, and they're they're good races, aren't they? The good races, good prize money on yep. offer, and uh, no, it'll be a good day.
1: Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.
0: Kingston Town, the leader. He's having a bit of a hard run. Johnson looked out, looked around on the right side, flicked him with a whip, and he's still holding his ground in front of Kingston Town drew away now. Kingston Town drew away and won by about three lengths to red kilter.
1: How good's that one, Sammy? The 1980 Queensland Derby won by the great
2: Kingston Town. The king, the king. Wasn't he a great horse? Amazing. Uh, yeah. just He just won G-A. everything. He won, he won the, the Queensland Derby and then... Went on to win those Cox Plates, amazing.
1: Yeah, not a bad horse. Phew. He was a he was a superstar, Kingston Town. He really was. And that I think you know you know was calling that race Who? a guy by the name I think of Vince Curry. Okay, he used to yep. call before um, Wayne Wilson. And I think he's a
2: famous caller. Yeah, up here. yeah, 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 very famous, famous call. caller. So
1: that was my intro to Gibbo's tips this week, but. Where is he He's on the golf course. He's on the golf course. He's on the golf course. He's playing in a corporate golf day. It's good to see uh, some of us are still working, Sammy. He's a lord down there at Gold oh, Coast, isn't he? He's a lord. Well, he was the mayor, but I think he is a lord now. <laughs> <laughs> he's been promoted. <laughs> so uh, he did send me through one tip. He said he wasn't overly keen on the day, and, of course, there's no polytrack track meeting uh, tomorrow on the Gold Coast. Uh, he's keen on solidify in the sires produce, the Kiwi visitor. So he's all over the Kiwi form, and he has tipped. Uh, Race six, number nine, is it, or number six? Race six, number nine, solidifier. So that's the way he's going. Now, Sammy, you've been on fire lately. RNT, driver (laughs) deal. What are we going with in race one tomorrow?
2: Well, (laughs) we're going to Eagle Farm, race five, number two, yellow Brook brick. The world's going to be with that. And uh, I think he'll win Sandown, race five, number five, hard to cross. I got on this at $25. Gee, I think it's a good hope, this, for Patrick Payne. Uh, Race six, number seven, Katsu. Uh, I reckon it'll be winning for the Begg Stable. And John Valmorbida, I reckon it will be winning, uh, but it'll be short. One at Toowoomba? Yes, please. Race three, number seven, ready, babe. It'll be getting the money for the curry camp, I reckon. All righty.
1: Now, I will also join you in making Yellow Brick my best of the day. Race five, number two. I think is pretty much over the line in the derby. Do you agree? No. I've, no?
2: I've backed uh, uh, amalgamation.
1: Oh, you have too, at $200 or something. That's right. <laughs> well, I hope you run into a, well, no. Look, Kovalik. is You not. never know. I hope you win. You never win. know. So do I. <laughs> uh, a case of you in the Kingsford Smith Cup, I think, will run a big race. This is the import who's had three runs in Australia. William Reid and the last two up here. John poorly has had to go back. This time draws a gate, Sammy. And will not go back. So watch out for a case of you, race eight, number two. And a uh, couple at odds, race six, number seven, the uh, sire's I'm with armed forces each way for Chris Waller. And race nine, number five, Halifest each way for Godolphin and James Cummings. So they're mine. Now, we are some South Australian tips. Our South Australian man at Twitter handle south underscore tips. That's south underscore tips. He did give us a winner last week, which was excellent. Now, this week he's gone with race two, number five, Irish Thorn each way. Race four, number two, Eagaloo. Race six, number 13, Pontedara. And race seven, number 16, second to none. And they are at Murray Bridge this week, Sammy. So South Australian Racing takes place at Murray Bridge. Race two, number five, race four, number two, race six, number 13, and race seven, number 16. Remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gambling Help Online. Dot org dot Sammy, what's on for the weekend in a nutshell, like 30 seconds? Uh,
2: not not uh, not much. I'll be uh, well I'll be just tuning into um the races and, and looking after three Billy Lids oh, and yeah. uh, I reckon uh, Ben Wright he'll have some he'll have something cooking on Sunday and we'll get into a few beers and you know. I just want to get through the weekend, Chrisa. I just want to get through the weekend. I have no doubt you will, Sammy.
1: <laughs> Thanks, uh, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for your company. Look forward to joining you again. Same time, same place, next week on The Punders Mate on SEN Track.